Here's the great lesson ahead of us today on abounding grace. It's an important lesson to learn that, that we need to take care of our equipment, especially as it doesn't belong to us. You know, everything that we do in the ministry it isn't us. It's the Holy Spirit working in us. It's not our talents. It's not our energy and effort. The effectiveness of ministry is the cutting-edge power of the Holy Spirit. The only way you'll ever build anything long-lasting and spiritually successful, whether it's your home, whether it's your family, whether it's your marriage, your career, anything you want the blessing of God, your ministry, it must be by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is amazing grace. As the years go by, we can so easily start to lose our edge in the ministry God has us in. Or maybe you've grown tired or weary in the ministry and stopped serving altogether. Today on Abounding Grace, we'll learn a thing or two from 2 Kings 6 that will help us remain faithful. Here you find a man who is cutting down trees when all of a sudden, the iron axe head that he had borrowed fell into the water. Pastor Ed believes this is a needed warning and picture of ministry and service. Don't neglect the one. Because you know what happens? The greatest temptation is not to get caught up in, you know, not to get caught up in numbers. Here's the greatest temptation. The only one that you care about is you. But the Bible teaches us that we should esteem others more highly than ourselves. That's what the Bible, the Bible says, this is the way of love. This is the way of the heart of Jesus. Think of others more highly than yourself. But when we only focus on ourselves and what's going on in our lives and the devil goes on, then, then we forget about the one, we forget about the many, and we only care about what is happening in our lives. The essence of our ministry will not change, larger or smaller. It's irrelevant to me. Faithfulness is what God, you, do, you bring a family here, you bring a family member here, you bring a friend here, we're going to preach the gospel to them and tell them about the love of God. We're going to teach them the Bible and how it applies to life. That we can read today a document that's thousands of years old and yet by the power of God relevant to us tonight. Imagine that. I mean, we do it so often that we forget the wonder of it all. We forget the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit. So, oh, Bible study, oh, Bible study, oh, Bible study. Oh, I heard that joke before, Ed. I know, I don't have many. I use the same ones all the time. And so you're all caught, oh, I heard those, I heard that. No, 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 actually, you haven't. Because God has a word for you tonight. That's why he gathered you here. He has a word for you to, so that there might be action in your life tonight. God sees you in this room just as the one the Bible study goes out on the internet by one at a time. People click on one at a time. Even if you gather around, like some do in the jails, they gather around the radio, God's ministering one at a time. And you're important to the Lord. He hasn't forgotten you. And you're important to us. And so notice now, 
In verse 3, the one said, please consent to go with your servants. He answered, I'll go. And he went with them, verse 4. And they came to the Jordan, and they started cutting down trees. But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out, said, Alas, master, it was borrowed. The axe head, he loses it. Chop, 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 boing. You imagine what it's like as a cartoon. Boing, you know. And what happened? My axe head, I lost it. It wasn't his. He borrowed it. And this becomes a picture and a type for us of ministry, serving. It's an important lesson to learn that, that we need to take care of our equipment, especially as it doesn't belong to us. You know, everything that we do in the ministry, it isn't us. It's the Holy Spirit working in us. It's not our talents. It's not our energy and effort. The effectiveness of ministry is the cutting-edge power of the Holy Spirit. The only way you'll ever build anything long-lasting and spiritually successful, whether it's your home, whether it's your family, whether it's your marriage, your career, anything you want the blessing of God, your ministry, it must be by the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're even warned, have you been gone in the Spirit and you're so foolish that you're going to finish in the flesh? You started out so well. New believer, excited for the things of God. Maybe that's even how you started coming to this church. You started out so well, running. The, the Word of God ministered to you. You said, man, I want to grow. I want to know what that means. And what does this mean over here? And how do I use it in my life? But then over time, the edge of your life has become dull. And even the axe head has become loose. The axe head has become loose. We need the axe head to stay sharp. Because with the sharper the axe head is, the more work can be accomplished with less effort. It's not like you can't use a dull axe. You can. It's going to take a lot of effort and energy to get the same kind of result, if at all, if you just took time to sharpen it and take care of it. Remember, it's borrowed. If, if the axe head becomes a picture of ministry and service in our lives, then this idea of it being borrowed reminds us then anything we have comes from the Lord. Anything that we have. The power upon your life is not your own. Ministry and serving God is not about you, not about your cleverness, not about your creativity, although God uses those things. It's him, and it's him alone. It's his spirit. How did this guy lose his axe head? How did it fly off and into the water? By using it. Don't miss that. He was using it in the midst of cutting and chopping, or by way of our illustration, in the midst of serving in ministry, he lost that which was the most valuable piece of his instrument. He, he was doing what was right, but I want you to understand this. He was doing what was right, using the axe and cutting the tree, but he was caring for the axe in the wrong way. And you go, what do you mean by that? Well, axe heads just don't fall off. They just don't fall off. If you were to go down to Home Depot and buy an axe and start chopping your neighbor's tree, it's not just going to fall. Don't do that. But if you did, it's not just going to fall off. Unless there's some defect, which generally there's no defect, it's not going to fall off. But I'll tell you how it does. Axe heads tend to loosen over time. And use. Inattention. So the more that you use it and just put it away, more than you use it, just put it away, more than you use it, just put it away. 
eventually you'll be standing there with your wood handle wondering what happened. Not only would you lose your edge, but you lost the whole thing. You know, wood symbolizes the flesh in the Bible many times. We see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 at the Bema seat, that that which in our lives was wood, hay, and stubble will be burned up before God. Those things in our lives that we did with ulterior motives. And here, as he's cutting, he loses it. It's borrowed. And then notice in verse 6, the man of God said, where did it fall? Isn't that a great question? The Lord is asking some of you, where did it fall? You know, Ed, I've lost my edge. I've lost my ministry. I've lost my desire. I've lost that spiritual component of my life. I'm just lost it. And it was, you know, it was borrowed. I enjoyed the ministry of the Lord at one time, and now I don't. And Elisha's question is, my question to you, well, where did it fall? Where did it fall? Where did exactly did you lose your edge? Where did you lose your first love? Where have you walked away from? When did you lose, and where did you lose the joy of your salvation? Where did it fall? Jesus said to the church in Ephesus, remember from where you have fallen, repent, and repeat the first works, Revelation chapter 2. Where did it fall? You're listening to this Bible study right now, and you can look back to a time in your life where you were more fruitful, you were pressing in, and you were chopping down trees. You were in the midst of it. You were street witnessing. You were taking short-term trips. You were tithing. You were giving to missionaries. Like, like you were stepping out in faith. Every day was a dependence upon the Lord. And now here you are, comfortable and at ease, involved in things where you shouldn't be doing. You know, now you're using your tithe money to smoke a joint here and party over there. And now the money that belongs to the Lord is being thrown away on the world and your own. Well, where did you lose it? Where is it? Where did it fall? Where did it fall? What happened? What happened in your life? And can't you hear some of the answers? Well, you know, so-and-so hurt me in the church. It's not so-and-so's fault. Well, you know, I went through over this and I had, a, and I had this extra work over here. And now, no, it's not, it's not that. It came, Why? Because over time, things loosen up, the dedication weakens, and within intention, when you don't pay attention to your spiritual life, it disappears, falls into the water. It's time to repent and say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. And I admit that I haven't been where I'm supposed to be. I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Because there you are, you're chopping like at any other time, and before you know it, you lose it. And you're standing there with a, a wood, piece of wood, a handle. It's not going to get you very far. And you know, I've watched over the years, I've been serving long enough, where I've seen people try to chop down trees with wooden handles and get so frustrated that they're not making any progress. They get so mad that they're still chopping the same tree down, or at least attempting to, for years and years. You know, you may know some, I know for sure some of these empty chairs that I'm looking at today represent people that were once very fruitful in serving Jesus in this church. As a matter of fact, even as this thought came to mind, I've got faces flashing and different reasons of why the ax handle fell off, or why the ax head fell off. And I'm certain that when we talk to them and we spoke to them, they never thought it would end in a divorce. 
They didn't believe me. Oh, they didn't think that they would get so caught up in their career that they would walk away from the Lord for a few dollars. They didn't think that. They, they didn't think that, man, the inattention, well, the inattention in their marriage, the inattention in their home, and the sloppiness of it all, and just, you know, you just get, you get to the place where you don't want to press in anymore because you get tired. You don't want to press in anymore because you get, you get weary, where the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Why? Because in due season you shall reap if you don't lose heart. Like, we would never be warned against weariness and losing heart if ministry wasn't difficult and hard. Stepping into people's lives is very difficult. It's very hard. And there's all these temptations to keep you away from where God has gifted you within the body of Christ, with your gifts. You're the hands, the feet, the eyes of Jesus Christ on the earth. The church of Jesus Christ, the body, the organism that God created himself, that we're a part of, we are adopted in. We are, we are the representatives. We are the Christ bearers. We are those that represent him in the world today. And quite frankly, many of us go through life with a handle in our hands and then wonder, why am I not making any progress? And the Lord is speaking to you right now. Well, where did you, where is it? Where'd you drop it? Where'd you drop it? Elisha, as he asked where it fell, he showed him the place. And you know what, friends? You know the place. You know. I realize that there are some, some of this message is to the empty seats. And there may be those listening in that aren't here. They might listen to this. It is the empty seats. But what do we say to the full seats? Well, we say, this is a warning. This is a warning. Here we are pressing in a little bit extra, braving the weather, braving the snow, saying, no, man, I'm going to worship. I want to be there. I, I want to worship with a guest musician. I want a different song. I want to I, I be there. You're pressing in, so it's a warning to us. Oh, it'll never happen to me. Really? Then pay attention. Keep, your, keep the edge of your blade sharp. Make sure it doesn't become loose. And then ask yourself, in the ministry that God has called you to, how many trees have you been cutting down lately? Or, it's kind of a silly question, isn't it? Let me put it into more relevant terms. How faithful have you been lately into what God has called you to do? Because faithfulness is what God rewards. So, some of you have the ability to cut two trees down, have you? Some of you have the ability to cut ten, have you? Some of you have the ability to cut down hundred. You're a Paul Bunyan, man. You're just a cut, tree-cutting machine in the Lord. Well, have you? Or are you standing there with a handle in your hand, bemoaning, it's borrowed, I lost it. All right, where is it? And Elisha noticed it says, he cut off a stick and just threw it in there, and the iron floated. He made the iron float. Another miracle. We read this, you're just like, man, this is this the miraculous? He took a stick, he threw it in the Jordan, miraculously the axe head literally floated to the top. And you know, when you and I, wood representing the flesh, when you and I cast aside the flesh, the Spirit of God reigns. And now it's floating, Elisha says, go pick it up. That's always the way it is with the Lord. God, he will give us insights. 
and he'll make things clear to us, and he'll bring things to the surface on our behalf, and then he says and invites us, go get it. Take care of it. Isn't that exactly what happened with Gehazi last time? He gave Elisha insight on all that happened so it would be revealed, and what was his response? He lied and tried to cover it up. God never intends to reveal something in our lives to lie and cover it up. Imagine that. Why would God uncover something in order for us to cover it again? The Bible says if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. There's true oneness. And, and what the, the Greek word is koinonia, there's true a sharing, a true community when we walk in honesty. And God reveals things so that we might go and grab it. Go take all that God has for you. Take the second chance. Take the third chance. You know, this isn't just a personal Bible study, although we've spent most of our time looking at that side of it. Remember, as we're studying through the kings, God has a message for the nation of Israel. The message for the nation of Israel had a different picture. The axe head actually was a type of Israel. And it was the instrument that was used. God used Israel as that axe head for constructive and even destructive ways. And according to Exodus chapter 19, like the axe, Israel had belonged to another, to Egypt. But God used Israel temporarily and then brought them out. Unfortunately, they had gone their own way. They flew off the axe handle and lost their usefulness. And even then, God is able to restore his people to a place of usefulness again, as Elisha's used here, and as we're witnessing with our own eyes today, as we learned just this last weekend, a mass return, according and fulfilling prophecy of the Jewish people back to their homeland, instinctively, intuitively. God is not done with the nation of Israel. Neither is he done with you. And the only word... And the only truth that covers that encouragement is that God is so gracious to us and so merciful. And he doesn't give us what we deserve. Turn over to Psalm 103 because this is one of the things that is just such a beautiful psalm is on my heart today. And let me show you this even from David's heart. Psalm 103. Psalm 103. So let's all stand together with our Bibles. We haven't done this in so, many, so long. Uh, we're going to end our service tonight this way. But we're going to read this psalm together. Uh, I'm going to read the odd-numbered verses, and then very loudly, you're going re to respond by reading the even-numbered verses. And we used to do this very regularly on Sunday, but we haven't for a while. So we're going to do it today. So Psalm 103, I'm going to read the odd-numbered verses, and then you're going to read the even-numbered verses, and then... Um, and you guys listening in on podcast right now, or you're listening in, uh, join us. Join us on the radio right now. Now, if you're driving, don't join us. But you can join us in your head if you memorize it. So, so Jade, Pastor Jade is going to keep you guys on, on, um, on cadence so that we aren't all like, like a, a wave of different verses, okay? So verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul and forget not all his benefits. He who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Read aloud. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made, na- he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. Now here's the key, verse 9. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, and as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children. To such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. Verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Okay, so, so we're going to do that last verse together, all of us. Thank you, JJ. Um, that's what you get for making eye contact with me. <laughs> so the last one, I want, us, I want us to yell very loudly, just that last little line, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. So we're going to read verse 22, and then when you get to the last line, uh, you can yell it if you want, just don't yell in somebody's ear, but you can say it very loud, and let's just declare it. Let's declare it to everyone listening in, but let's declare it to one another. So let's all read verse 22 together. You ready? Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, my soul. Amen. Tell somebody, look at somebody and say, God loves you. Tell them, tell them, does I? Amen. That's Pastor Ed Taylor on Abounding Grace. And today's very encouraging message is called, Keep Watch on Your Ministry Edge. Hear it again online at calvaryaurora.org. Pastor Ed, in today's lesson, you used the axe head in our story as a picture of ministry and service. And you've actually written a book on the subject of serving. What can you tell us about that? Sure, Larry. You know, a few years ago, we put together some resources on servanthood for those that call Calvary Church their home. I just was really burdened to help equip those that wanted to serve in the context of our ministry here with wisdom and understanding from the scriptures uh, to help them be more successful uh, in serving the Lord here. And so we put together a series of Bible studies that my assistant Cassandra and many others um, put together in written form in a book that we call Ordinary Servant. And I think that's still available on Amazon, and of course, I'm probably have copies around the church here, but Ordinary Servant is a very small, but I think a powerful resource that helps people learn what it is to serve Jesus Christ. And it's five principles, and then a final chapter on a few things that I've learned the hard way in ministry, and just really helping us to grow together in grace. So... Thanks for asking. I mean, it's a great resource. I know it's blessed many people. We put a study guide together so you can do like small group things and 
Uh, you can use it in men's ministry or di discipling your own leadership team. And it's called Ordinary Servant. And we're just so blessed uh, to have it available. Friend, if you'd like the book Ordinary Servant by Ed Taylor, call us at 877-30-GRACE. As you know, Valentine's Day falls within the month of February, and we picked out a marriage-strengthening book for you this month. It's called Married and How to Stay That Way. This would be an excellent book to read with your spouse or even read prior to getting married. It contains biblical tools to help heal and strengthen your marriage relationship. You'll not only learn to identify the problems, but apply practical solutions found in God's Word. Request a copy today when you support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more. Again, it's called Married and How to Stay That Way. Please remember, it's your financial support that allows us to bring the teaching of God's Word to this station every day. Call toll-free at 877-30-GRACE or go online to calvaryaurora.org. You can also write to Abounding Grace, 18900 East Hamden Avenue, Aurora, Colorado, 80013. Join us for our next study in 2 Kings. That's on the next Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado. 